Hello and welcome to the Family Bookshelf. My name is Amber and I'm from AmbitionsForChrist.com and with me today is my husband Nick, the game schooling dad. Today I'm going to cover some chapter books that we've read aloud with our kids. These are kind of those middle grade chapter books that especially our younger kids, you know, they're not able to read this level yet, but they're able to understand it when read to them. And so this is kind of that's kind of where this list started from. Uh, the first one I'm going to talk about is actually one that's as close to me more because I enjoyed it so much as a kid. And it's called Sarah Plain and Tall. Mm. And this book is about a, a young girl who's grown up, I think it's like the Kansas Prairie is kind of the idea. You know, it's kind of the Midwest Prairie. And she, her father actually gets a mail order bride because their mother died years ago and her little brother is excited and ready for a mother. He and, and if I remember right this story, it's the little brother for me that saved it. it, it for me, it carried it. Yeah. Um, so this mail order bride comes in and if I remember right, there's a mm -hmm. lot of conflict between the protagonist, the, 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 the daughter. The girls, yeah, the daughter. And this mother. She doesn't really trust her yet. She doesn't understand why, you know, her papa needs a new woman in his life she still remembers her mama you know but that little boy he doesn't remember his mama and he wants a mama <laughs> and, and that little boy just lights up instantly and, and loves her instantly and it's amazing for me as, as i was a teacher and kids just have the capacity to do that to love infinitely and to forgive infinitely and, and kids are just amazing and for me if i remember this book that little boy sold it for me he yeah. was a pretty amazing little kid. He is. I, I always like Caleb in the book. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think what really sold it for me was this one. was It really walked through of how they had to grow as a family. It's just a strong story about a family coming together and becoming a new family. You know, as they have to welcome her in. And Sarah is from the ocean. And so, you know, she's trying to explain the ocean to him. And she's homesick for the ocean. And she's out here. I guess I picture it more because we do live in the plains where there's no water for 2,000 miles in any direction, you know. And to see that, you know, she's having culture shock. And all of a sudden she's given two kids. And all of a sudden she has a husband. And it, she has a huge role to step into. And the, the amount of love that it takes for her to choose to stay and to love through some pretty tough situations. I'm the one I stands out to me is I think the their barn actually burned down and they're working together. And at the end of that scene is they're, you know, standing there and you can really just see that the, the father and mother, you know, through the girl's eyes, of course, but are having to make that choice of loving each other. It's beautiful. It's a, it's a magical moment almost. And I think it's, it's romantic in its own right, but it's a totally different kind of romance than what you see in, you know, well, the title you. of the book, I mean, Sarah, plain and tall. <laughs> yeah. She's not a drop-dead, gorgeous, beautiful woman who shows up. She's a plain and normal girl. She is. Normal woman, I guess you'd. Yeah. Um, and that's hard for that little girl to see that. Yeah. And they, and they have to choose to love each other as a family. Yeah, I think, and, and I think I just like the themes that this family brings out. They're, it's, they're just a normal family facing things that normal families kind of have to face, you know, hardships of life. Things happen that don't go your way. And then you also have fun days where I know there's one they get to go down and swim in the cow pond together and have fun and laugh together. And it's just, it's a simple story, but it's a beautiful story. I just, they weave it together well. I also know there are two more actually in the series after it. I think they're called Skylark and Caleb's Story. One is actually done through Caleb's point of view later on. Um, those are not ones that are talked about as much and I've read them. They're okay. 
but Sarah Plain and Tall is definitely the one. If you're going to pick it up, pick up this one. <laughs> um, this is just a great read aloud. It's also, it's really nice because it is short. So it's one of those great quick reads that you kind of, you know, maybe you need to break it up between some bigger chapter books. This is one of those ones that can help you do that. Um, okay, and then the next one I'm going to talk about is called Addie. And it's the American Girl series. This is, again, for my childhood to start with. Unfortunately, a lot of these start out there. Um, but this past year, during our Morning Basket time, we read through the entire Addie series. You realize no one's going to know what Morning Basket is. Okay, Morning Basket <laughs> is something that us weird homeschoolers do, where we sit down and we read books together in the morning before we start school time. <laughs> I don't know. It's... It's fun and special, and there's just more reading time, so I'm okay with it. <laughs> um, but anyway, so Addie is actually a, the story of a runaway slave. And the idea is it's historical fiction, but it's based on true accounts from history. And Addie is based during the Civil War in America. Addie and her mother have to run away from the plantation owner after he sells her father and brother. And they have to leave behind her baby sister because her baby sister's just not old enough yet. And so they have to leave her with some older slaves on the plantation. And it's a very, that, that first book especially, it really jarred, like, Laura, you know, the idea of having to leave behind your baby sister, you know, she resonated with that very sure. strongly. Of You know, just that protectiveness comes out of, like, I'm the older sibling. I would take her with me. I wouldn't I, leave her. I remember Laura talking about this one a lot. This, this really connected with her. It did. This and, story and really while she's can. a runaway slave, I think what Laura, it didn't really matter to Laura that she was, in fact, I don't even think she realized that she was black. I think half the time they never, yeah, even picked up on that. <laughs> she, she never quite understood that because she didn't see a, a black person or a, a, a white person. She just saw a person. And yeah. She really, I mean, uh, I used to tell the kids this because I, I was always amazed at how poor readers they were. When you read a story, you don't really read for the character that's there. You read and you become that character. Mm -hmm. That's how I think great readers read. Uh, I don't care what Harry Potter looks like. All of a sudden, I'm Harry Potter. Right. I don't care what Frodo looks like, or I don't care what oh, <laughs> Samwise Ganges, or I don't care what you know all these great stories with all these great characters look like or who they are. I'm that character. I step into that character yeah. to the point where I forget that there's a different person. <laughs> yeah, it's me. Yeah. And, and I think I could really see that with Laura here. She was Addie. She could mm -hmm. see herself in that position and she didn't want to be treated like that. Yeah. And to just understand that, I mean, this was evil. This was wrong. And she understood it. It just caught her. You know, she could understand that when the plantation owner was, you know, beating her, you know, the Addie's father, you know, this is evil. This is wrong. And it was, I think I like this series because it took some big topics such as slavery and such as, you know, evil, even just evil in man. And it dealt with them very, very well and, and brought it down to a level where, you know, Laura, who is five, could grasp it and understand it and wrestle with it well. Start thinking about it and start realizing and, yeah. that you're going to have to deal with evil and that this is a part of history that we have to understand. Yeah, we have to have these discussions. And it was just a great book to talk about. I think she, one of the best things that they do in this book is throughout it, Addie talks about her bitterness, you know, towards her past when she is to freedom. Mm -hmm. And they keep bringing up, you know, her mama actually talks to her, you know, you have to, you know, let God, you know, remove that bitterness from you. And it's interesting because they 
the central place that plays a role in Addie's, you know, forgiveness and growing past this is the church. They go to the church. It's a very positive book. I mean, considering it's a it's a secular book, they they don't hit all the notes. You know, they don't fully understand, you know, God's grace or anything like that. But they still get the, you know, there's just this that general human understanding sure. that forgiveness should win out in this case. And, you know, love will have to move on past that bitterness. And I don't, it was just amazing. I mean, I was getting teary eyed reading it. And it was one of those books where we just got to have conversation after conversation as we read it. It took us forever to get through this series because we kept having to stop and have these really good conversations, which I loved. I mean, it was, it's one of the reasons I would definitely say, um, in the American Girl series, there are some that are really good and there's some that are like, eh, those were okay. This is the really good one. <laughs> sure. This is the one that stands out just head and shoulders. They deal with this period of history well. Just and they to introduce, introduce it. it. Yes, yeah. they introduce it so well to the kids. So if you're looking for a book to introduce, especially that Civil War era history to your kids, I would highly recommend Addie, The American Girl Story. And there's six books in the series, and I'd say each one of them has their own merits and are just really good, solid stories. Sure. I, like I said, I remember Laura talking about these ones quite a bit. She this really one impacted these. her. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last one I'm going to do today is the one that <laughs> Nick claims I even enjoyed this more when we did it as a read aloud, and I... I probably did. I probably did at the moment. It was, you know, it wasn't a bad read, I guess. But I actually looked at it the other day and I couldn't remember the story. <laughs> Nick had to remind me of it just a few minutes ago again because I could not think of the details of it. It just did not make a lasting impression. And the book is called Tuck Everlasting. I don't remember much about it. <laughs> and it's frustrating because I probably did enjoy why you read it. I mean, I had never read it before. So it was one of those, oh, I'm curious. Let's, you know, each night I'm sure I was curious to hear what happened next as we read through it out loud with the kids. But I just don't, it never made that sure. lasting impression. And it's a pretty minor uh, love story. And it's a love story that's ever really developed. Uh, you, you know a little bit about this girl who falls in love with this boy who's supposedly immortal. Right. Uh, the whole kind of dramatic irony of the story is, <laughs> is this boy really immortal or is he not immortal? Unfortunately, I think there's this huge um, dramatic irony, either dramatic irony or just because you know the story already. The boy <laughs> is immortal. <laughs> oh, you, you know spoiler. that already. So it's, it's, you know, that irony is gone now. And so you have the rest of the family telling this girl, you don't want to be immortal. You don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. And the boy that she's fallen in love with telling her, yeah, do it. You know, we'll be young and we'll be f together forever and all this stuff. And it's a, it's a very shallow view of love. It was. I think that is probably what I do remember. I, I, and I just remember when they broke him out of jail. It was a very... The jail scene, it didn't make any sense. It didn't. You know, they, If they're immortal, then what's it matter if they're claiming they're going to kill him tomorrow because they're immortal. They're yeah, not going to die. That's going to reveal their immortality to people or something. Yeah. I mean, the whole sequence of events, the whole plot doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And it's not really building on a theme that holds together. It did. Uh, she does finally decide not to stay with the boy again. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> they've, they've, this book has only been around for 50 years and they've made a movie of it. Yeah. She does <laughs> decide not to stay with him. She does grow old and, and leave him and things like that. But it kind of is like, who cares or, or what does it matter? Because this relationship between the two has never been developed. They yeah. meet on the road and they're instantly in love. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't. I think what I, I came away with on that one was just the fact that the, no lesson came out. No conversation ever came of this book. It just fell flat, you know, of 
as we read through it, there was the story was okay. You know, it it was interesting again, but I just I unlike these others where there is lessons to be drawn or love that was shown and different things like that. This book just we never had that conversation well, at the end of a chapter, you know. I know the thing I struggle with this the most is the same thing I struggle with any book that has immortality as a plot device. Um, I am immortal. I will live forever in heaven with my God and King, Jesus Christ. Right. But that's not mentioned here. That's not the immortality they're talking about. They somehow seem to think that if we can live immortally on this planet, this corrupted, sinful, <laughs> Who evil wants to world, live here forever? Yeah. That yeah. somehow that makes everything wonderful and perfect. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I, I don't want to live on this <laughs> earth forever. I barely want to live here now, only because Christ hasn't called me home yet. Yeah. I mean, you think about, yeah, the opposite of that is, you know, Paul, for me to die is gain. To die is to gain. To live is Christ. You yeah. Know? It's, so any book that uses immortality That's a good point. as a plot device always frustrates me. I remember, this is going to sound really bad, when I read the Twilight series. The whole thing was about her becoming immortal. And it right. doesn't make sense because why would you want to be immortal at any point in time in life? Yeah. Um, maybe at best, and I remember my dad talking about this, you, know, you could find a moment where your kids are cute and perfect but also helpful. But even that <laughs> is kind of a cop-out answer because you want them to grow up. Each stage they grow up is another wonderful, beautiful stage that it they is. get to you know, learn from and that we get to see them grow and enjoy. Yeah, well, and if they don't grow to adulthood, you never get to, I guess, see them have that adult friendship with them eventually too. Right. And so, yeah, I, immortality is always a tricky topic in books and especially with little kids who don't understand it very well sometimes it, it's the wrong kind of immortality yeah again i will live forever i, I know i will my right. salvation Our is assured with jesus christ in heaven in a beautiful perfect world that we couldn't comprehend because it's so amazing because it's what god got planned for us right you know and so i've always struggled with books that have immortality as part of their plot and i understand yeah that's a it's so frustrating when you do see immortality dealt with poorly like that. So, um, but anyway, I guess I would just tell you if you're looking for a book to skip on and maybe not bother with for the read aloud time with your kids, it would probably be Tuck Everlasting. It's just kind of one of those less memorable books and it does have some challenges with it too. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for today. This has been the Family Bookshelf. My name is Amber from AmbitionsForChrist.com. And with me this evening was my husband, Nick, the game schooling dad. We'll see you later.